time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Plucking. Uh, right. Yeah. Goes bat, bat, yeah. bat, bat, mm-hmm. bat, that kind of thing. And Chad P. I'm a drummer. Yeah, okay. Okay, we have very simple minds. <laughs> Class is in. Rock School. Good afternoon. My name is Joe Burns. I am a professor in the communication department right here at Southeastern Louisiana University. Sitting to my immediate right is... Chad P. I'm just going to start right with it, Chad. I'm going to right into it. Here are the overriding statistics. 11 studio albums. The uh-huh. most number one songs on the Billboard rock chart ever. Okay. The number nine highest selling rock act in history. I'm getting there. Number 15 highest selling music act in history. Uh... Every single album went gold. Ten of the albums went platinum. Two of them went diamond. Do you know what uh, group we happen to be speaking of? I believe I have a clear picture of who we're talking about. This is Van Halen, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Indeed. It's the Van Van Halen show. It's going to go over two hours. So this week and next week, I have been putting this show together in my head and Since finally you were born. said, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> finally sat down and said, "I just have to do it." Let's do it. The question is, what do you do? Do you just do a straightforward history of the band? Well, we're going to do a little bit of that, and and I've studied this guy's guitar playing so much. Well, we'll do a little bit of that. We've but... got to tap into what you know, because you followed these guys for literally years. Oh, I so... followed them, studied them. Exactly. I, I, if I could write academic papers on them, yeah. I would do you it. Know, if so... I want the generic history on Van Halen, I can go to Wikipedia and look it up. Tell me something that I can't find anywhere but your brain. Let's find that out, Let's then. Let's do it. When they got started, they were first called the Trojan Rubber Company. Didn't they have like a bunch of names? Tons of names. Okay. They called themselves Genesis. And right. then they found out there was that. this Genesis over there in Europe. So yep. they decided to call themselves Mammoth. And when mm-hmm. they became Mammoth, they began getting known because they began doing those backyard parties mm-hmm. where they would ask a dollar at the door and play until the cops came. Mm-hmm. The lead singer was Ed. Okay. They were a threesome with this guy named Mark Stone, who was this bass player. genius. Yeah, this yeah. bass player, Mark Stone, who was a genius, got all A's at school. The Van Halen logo, that's the VH with the wings coming off of it. Yeah. Mark Stone uh, created that logo. Okay. The problem was, there's an old statement that says, don't leave before the magic happens. He left before the magic happens. That's happened. right. And it was his own thing. I mean, they're still friends with Mark Stone. They uh-huh. still know him. He split. So they found this guy named Michael Anthony, who was the lead singer of a group called Snake. Okay. Michael Anthony left Snake. They were playing, and they kept getting this PA system from another group called the Red Ball Jets, who happened to have a lead singer by the name of David Lee Roth. Mm -hmm. And they got tired of giving money to David Lee Roth. And they said, well, you know what? We might as well just bring him over and make him the lead singer. So they brought David Lee Roth in. They were still called Mammoth until Dave said, you know what? We might as well just use your last name. Think about all the bands that call themselves by last name. Yeah. That's where Van Halen was born. They played for the first time in Pasadena as Van Halen, but they got a terrible review. Okay. Because they didn't like the lead singer. Let me stop you right there. Right? Yes, Quick. sir. I was under the impression they were from Pasadena. They are. They just I'm just saying their first time as okay. Van Halen. Okay. They played in Pasadena, gotcha. okay. and people said... Can't stand it. Don't like the front singer. Why? Because he's copying Jim Dandy from Black Oak, Arkansas perfectly. 
big floppy hat, huge cane, all of that. Took him a while to lose all of that, but after after a short while, David Lee Roth found his own pace, mm-hmm. and Van Halen was born. And after a while, they became the house band at Gazzari's. Gazzari's. Now we're to the point where they were a house band, and they began to make a name for themselves. Now, were they any good? Did they sound good as a, as a house band? Do we have anything? Yeah, they might. Now, please let me understand that bootleg tapes are illegal. Yes, so what are. I have is a legal bootleg tape. A legal bootleg? This is from 1976, recorded at Gazzari's. This is the Eyes of the Night. It's Van Halen on Rock School. The oxymoron song. <laughs> That's the guys of the night. Van Halen on Rock School from 1976. That was recorded at Gazzari's. Acquired legally. It really was. I'm not kidding you. That was uh, a Japanese import. It ends a little abruptly because obviously it was recorded horribly. I just wanted you to hear what they sounded like back in 1976. And you can hear the beginnings of a brand new style of guitar playing. You can. You really can. Normally there is, or at that point in time, there were normally two guitarists. There was the, uh, the rhythm guitarist and the lead guitarist. And the lead would simply break off and play his or her leads. Mm -hmm. Well, Eddie was a single player. He would rhythm and then lead, and you would hear this series of uh, major chords, and then he would play minor chords over top of it. But getting into a music theory standpoint, Eddie would play these chords that were what are known as inverted. So there really wasn't a third inside of the chords. And I know that's really starting into a a goofy goofy way of uh, getting into music theory, and some people are going, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. It allowed him to play minor blues leads over top of this happy major chord. And Mm -hmm. somebody says, well, how does Van Halen get the sound? Why does everything I listen to sound like Van Halen? At its most basic, that's it. Major chords played in inversions. So there are really these little tiny three-note chords, these little triads, Uh with minor leads played over top of them. That's about as basic a description of the Van Halen sound. And you began to hear it Mm -hmm. in there. You could hear just the pieces of it. Let's go a year forward. Okay. The first person to hear Van Halen and say, they're good, a demo should be made, was not Ted Templeman. It was, of all people, Gene Simmons. Oh, wow. Of Kiss. Yes. In 1977, Gene Simmons gets a hold of Van Halen and takes him out to the Electric Ladyland Studios in New York City, and they cut one of 5,000 printed, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, demos. I own one. Okay. I have it framed. It's hanging on my wall in my office. You can come up and see it. It's got the Looney Tunes characters on it. It doesn't sound very much like Van Halen. Uh, Eddie Van Halen was not allowed to bring his own equipment. Why? He, they just weren't going to pay the money. Oh, okay. And on top of that, Gene Simmons attempted to get the band to change their name. He wanted to change the name of the band from Van Halen to Daddy Longlegs. As if they had already underwent enough name changes. <laughs> he wanted to change them again. Actually, you can go online and see it. The, the name change would have gone along with a brand new logo that had actually been 
created. It okay. was a, a daddy long leg spider holding a top hat and tipping it out. Huh. This is a song that Van Halen had, and you'll find it on a lot of bootlegs mm-hmm. from early demo tapes that they themselves paid for. Not that I have any of these illegal bootleg tapes. No, not at all. But this is from the 1977 Gene Simmons demo, Nothing Happened. He shopped it around, nothing happened, gave it back to Van Halen and said, here you go, gentlemen, good luck to you. They never got signed off it. This is called Big Trouble. It's Van Halen on Rock School. Polish. That's Big Trouble. That's from the 1977 Gene Simmons demo. You know when that thing failed? Do you know that Gene Simmons actually asked Eddie Van Halen if he wanted to be the new guitarist for Kiss? Really? That's the truth. There was a good chance that uh, that he would have been able to go. What what animal would they have painted the <laughs> face of Eddie Van Halen? Now, Eddie Van Halen's good. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, and I'm now, not you're knocking not, him. Have you noticed you haven't heard yet to this point? You haven't heard the whammy bar, mm-hmm. and you haven't heard a lot of that two-hand, right-hand hammer-on stuff. That mm-hmm. you, you, haven't, you haven't heard any of that stuff yet because we haven't gotten to Van Halen 1 right. yet. You, okay. you haven't heard any of that stuff yet. What I'm basically asking is, like, you know, I mean, Eddie Van Halen, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's good, but there were yeah. a million guitarists out there. Why, why is Eddie Eddie? What, you, you know, what, 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 why him specifically? I've, I've actually put brain cell to this. Okay. And I think there's two reasons why. Number one, well, other than the fact that he, he has talent, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have, you have to be born into talent. Number one, he was poor. Okay. And so there was no such thing as, well, I need to create a sound. I'll just go spend $20 or $50 and buy the effect. Uh-huh. He had no choice. He had to use the equipment that he had. Thus, he had no choice but to create the sound himself. He had to better his playing. Okay. He had to do it with his hands. All right. And he was poor. And because of that, he had to become a better player. He had mm-hmm. no choice. And number two, he was born into a family of musicians. His father, Jan, was a saxophonist. And his mother, her name was Eugenia, uh, was you know a woman who supported mm-hmm. a musician. So when he sat on the edge of the bed and played for six hours straight, it wasn't seen as a waste of time. Okay. I, you know, my father sold spark plugs. I was to be a doctor or a lawyer. So when I sat in the bed and played the guitar for how many hours, my parents looked at it and went, don't you have anything better to do? <laughs> you know, go outside, play, do that kind of thing. Not Eddie Van Halen. He would play for six hours and they would say, good for you. Okay, cool. I really believe those are one of the two reasons. Nice. Welcome to 1978, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Mo Austin and Ted Templeman of Warner Brothers waltz into the Star Ward. Look at Van Halen. Hear them play a set. Walk backstage. Contract in hand. Sign here, boys. You are going to be huge. They take him over to Sunset Sound Recorders, look at Ted Templeman dead in the face and say, we hated the way you recorded or the way we were recorded at uh, the Electric Ladyland Studios. Can't we just record live? And Ted Templeman says, you bet. Let's just turn on the tape and you can go. You want to hear the first song they recorded for the 1978 Van Halen album? I'm the one. I'm the one. The one you love. Every guitar trick in the world rolled up into three and a half minutes. It's Van Halen on Rock School. (laughs) 
I'm gonna need a minute. Right. The blood pressure's up. <laughs> Boom! Now, wait a minute. Listen to this for one second. Listen. You heard the first two songs, right? Yeah. Now, the jump from Big Trouble and Eyes of the Night, you heard in that song the inverted chords. I did. You heard the minor guitar playing. I did. But you also heard the dive bomb because he was playing with the Frankenstrat, the guitar he put together. Right. He took the that little that little that little rocker arm that's at the back of the guitar. He yeah. took it farther than it should, the whammy bar, and mm-hmm. he created that dive bomb. You heard the right hand coming up on the neck and tapping the strings. And by the way, it's not called tapping. What People that call it tapping. What he was doing in that song is called right hand hammer on. Okay. Here in just a little bit, I'm going to show you tapping. But he called it right hand. It's, it's called right hand hammer on. All right. You heard speed picking out of him, tremolo picking if you were listening last week. Yeah. You yeah. heard minor playing over top of inverted chords. You also heard playing to open strings. He was playing about the 12th or 13th fret, and out of the middle, while he was playing at its top speed, he would just open his hands and let the strings wide open. Huh. The stuff that he did inside of that first album was mesmerizing. Who's um who's singing harmony there with him? All the guys? Or? All the guys. Mainly it's it's Ed uh-huh. and and Michael Anthony okay. and the high vocals are always Michael Anthony. I have made a decision during this during this uh, two hours that we're going to do Van Halen. What's that? I'm not going to play the hits off the albums. All right. Now, this may be the downfall of the show, but I'm not going to play the hits off the albums. I'm going to play secondary tunes. So if you're a Van Halen buff, you'll hear secondary tunes. If you're not a Van Halen buff, I'm going to introduce you to some new music. So we're doing the B stuff. We have finished... 1978. Cool. We have finished the Van Halen album. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Van Halen 2. Yeah. We're going to talk about tapping. All but right. right now, we have to take a moment. we got to pay the light bills. we got to do something for our sponsor. We'll be back in just a minute on Rock School. Programming on KSLU is underwritten in part by Home Theater Etc. With football season in full swing, Home Theater Etc. offers a variety of big and flat screen televisions for you to enjoy watching your favorite team on. Brands such as Elite by Pioneer, Hitachi, Sharp, Toshiba, JVC, Mitsubishi, and many others. They also come in different sizes, such as 50-inch, 62, and even 72-inch screens. Home Theater Etc. is located on the corner of Morris and Mooney across from Florida Parish's bank. The telephone number is area code 985-340-7777. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. KSOU. It's Rock School here. It's an hour of Van Halen today. It's an hour of Van Halen next week. We are done with 1978, and we're going into 1979, Van Halen 2. Van Halen had a hit off of uh, off of the first album they put out in 1978. They had okay. a remake called You Really Got Me of the Kinks, and they had a Menza Menza hit with uh, Running with the Devil. It mm-hmm. kind of went to number 38 and fell off. Their first real big, honest-to-goodness, play-it-at-the-club hit was called Dance the Night Away. And that's the one we're going to play, not because I want to play a hit, but because I want to talk to you about something new that Van Halen was doing called tapping. 
Happy. Now, everybody listens to the end of eruption, and they hear those little triplicates, and they consider that tapping. Okay. It's not tapping. But this is going to be tapping. Right. We're going to do tapping. Ah. The thing you hear at the end of eruption is called right-hand hammer-ons. All right. They're not new. They've been being done since classical guitarists. The basic concept is you run out of fingers on the left hand, you bring up a finger on the right, and you play. Okay. What you're about to hear is something called tapping. Here's the concept. Guitar necks have little markers on them. Yeah. Not because it helps the guitarist figure out where their fingers are, but because those are where the harmonics are located. All right. If you take the 12th fret, hold your finger on the note, and, and just don't push it down, but just lay your finger on the string and pluck it, it will ring a harmonic. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about it is, if you hold down the 3rd fret, that means 12 frets up is 15. All right. And Eddie found out that if he takes his finger and he whacks it real hard, it rings a harmonic. So he started putting his hands into chord progressions, putting his right hand into the same position of the chord and whacking the whole chord. So Mm -hmm. the entire chord would ring as a harmonic. A harmonic chord. Because he's a maniac. (laughs) And he started ringing them at the 12th fret and at the 5th fret, at the 7th fret. The guy's a nut bar. That's tapping. This entire song is done with tapping. When you hear the guitar sounding like it's playing sort of ethereal and octave above where it should, the reason you're hearing it is because his right hand is on top of the fretboard and he's whacking the heck out of it and it's ringing as full chord harmonics. I want to hear it. That's tapping. Dance the Night Away. Van Halen on Rock School. Listen for the octave. Hear the octave? Listen. That's all tapped. That's all tapped. I can't even do air guitar to the guys anymore. It just looks like I'm playing it. Yeah, it looks just like you were playing it. I'm sitting here just watching you like, good. Good grief! It's Van Halen for this hour and next week uh, right here on Rock School. We're at half past, yep. and uh, and uh, we are just so happy uh, that everyone has uh, come and joined us. For goodness sakes, ladies and gentlemen, come and learn. Chad's here. I'm here. Chad is one who must learn. I'm learning. And do, learning. do you know this is our 30th show? Can you believe that? 30 shows! I never thought that you'd be able to stand me for more than 5 or 10 shows. Well, so. there's a lot of stuff I don't talk to you about. I'd like to write us an email. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, how do I do it? All right. KSLU Rock School at gmail.com. KSLU Rock School at gmail.com. One big word. Or there's a back door that you can go through. Yeah. And that's through the KSLU home page, which is KSLU.org. There's a Rock School logo on the right hand side. Click it, and you'll be at our official site. Click Contact Us. And it'll come straight to us. Very good. Thank you. Oh, I liked how you were doing all the big boisterous stuff there. How about I've, that? How about I that? Have come to bury Caesar, <laughs> not to not to praise him. By the way, I understand there was a guy out there who was angry at me last week when we did the fastest guitarists. Yeah, he, he said that there was uh, somebody that you didn't. Yeah, do. somebody that I missed. Well, shoot me an email. Let us know. Tell me how wrong I am. Mm-hmm. Got a stump for me on Van Halen? I actually had two of them because I knew that you are like the 
Van Halen expert of yeah. these parts. Go ahead. So I had two of them. One of, of them. These parts? Yeah, these parts yeah. unknown. Okay, so cross had, over the Mason Dixon, and yeah, there's another right. guy up there. You had already talked about Van Halen's Diamond albums, and yeah. obviously you know what a Diamond album is. That Ten was million probably, copies. That's exactly right. right, and you could probably name both of them. I can. Um, uh-huh. The original Van Halen LP That's and correct. 1984. That's correct. Right. That's not the stump. Well, thanks. <laughs> because you knew it. I knew of course. you knew it. Yeah. Eddie has a son named Wolfgang. Yeah, Wolfgang Lodzvik. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Do you know his birthday? I do. What as day was a matter he born? Of fact. Uh, uh, March 16th. That's correct. And the reason I know it is what because is? on the uh, album for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, uh-huh. the uh, acoustic guitar piece is called 316. That's right. Because that's when uh, the young man was born. See, stumping you on Van Halen It's is impossible. Like, okay. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. I even know Alex Van Halen's middle name. But what you'll have it? to go away. you have to go look that one up. Is, oh, jump, is jump the first time Van Halen used a keyboard? I'm guessing no. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. It's off of the 1980 album Women and Children First. All right. And the cradle will rock. Everybody thinks this is a guitar that's being played with the pick scraping along the uh, the bass guitar string. Ugh. It's not. Ah. This is a Wurlitzer electric piano being played through Van Halen's 1960s Marshall Plexi amplifier, right. and it's getting that little <laughs> effect because he's running it also through a Phase 90 Phaser electron pedal. It's really sad that I know all of this, <laughs> but that's where he gets the sound. You want to hear the first time Van Halen recorded with a keyboard? Please do. This is it on Rock School. That's a killer sound. For the hour. Yeah, that's the first time that they recorded with keyboards from the uh, from the album Women and Children First. There you go. It's Van Halen and uh, and the Cradle Will Rock. You know, I was pondering something that earlier that you had said right before the intro of this song. Ponder. Uh, I'm a drummer. Yeah, okay. Okay, we have very simple minds. You know, <laughs> okay. what what kind of drum do you bang on? Well, I bang on a bucket. Oh, okay. When with I don't a stick. Have... But uh, there's these guys that I play music with, the guitarists, and they sit here and they go like, yeah, I got the uh, 100 amp digital pedal with the effects delay and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ah, whatever. You had said that Van Halen played on a 100-watt Marshall Plexi Plexi amp? Oh, Plexi, uh, Plexi head. Plexi head. Yeah, the head, the amplifier what, head. What the blankety-blank is a Plexi head? Oh, uh, you'd think it's going to be something very, very important, wouldn't you? Plexi <laughs> simply means that the yellow section across the front where the knobs are okay. is uh, plexiglass. What? Rather than being anodized aluminum. See, why do you throw in three <laughs> extra adjectives on the because, name of a piece of equipment because, because of that? Because when you state that it's a plexi, you're putting it in a certain year. And the reason Marshall amplifiers mm-hmm. are so popular with guitarists is because they're not machine made. Every one of the amplifier systems inside of a Marshall is hand or are hand 
uh, wired and hand soldered. So every amplifier has its own unique sound. There are many people that will go through five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Marshall amplifiers until they find the exact one that they like. Yeah. Yeah, so his his is the fact that I say plexi to another guitarist means something. Mm-hmm. To a drummer, it probably means no. nothing. This so. backs up my theory why all guitarists were probably straight-A students in English. <laughs> Look at all the adjectives <laughs> you got to remember. Words. We know wow. the words. Where are we going? 1981. I was a year old. There you go. 1981. This is called Fair Warning. The album's called Fair Warning. This is... This is the guitarist's album. If you are a guitarist, this is this is the darkest album. This is the album that has the most anger on it. This is the album that has uh, the the songs that have the most uh, dark side to them. You can pretty much see and hear Ed's drug and alcohol use in it. He was a cocaine addict. Dark minor keys. The guitar is almost completely in something called drop D tuning, which is you take the the bottom string the E string, yeah. and you tune it down a full step so yeah, it's a yeah. D chord. Very, very deep. We're going to play the opening song called Mean Street off of this. I want you to listen to the beginning of it. The beginning is this little tiny old minute, minute, a few seconds piece. It's kind of the eruption from this. You ever seen a bass guitarist when he plays take his thumb and whack the string with his thumb, and yeah. then when the thumb pulls off, he takes his index finger and then yanks one of the top strings yeah, so it like, goes uh, plucking uh, right so it goes that kind of thing this thing opens up with ed playing on the two mains thing the lowest string and the top string he's playing it like a bass guitar mm-hmm. when he finishes all of that tapping or finishes all of that bass slapping then you're going to hear tapping then you're going to hear right hand hammer-ons and then you're going to hear both hands over top of the neck Letting into a complete dive bomb and into the song. Every trick the man knows on the guitar is inside of this. This is also around the first time that Ed went over to Frank Zappa's house. He walked in the front door. Zappa handed him a guitar and said, play the intro to Mean Street. Oh, wow. How about that? Here it is. It's Van Halen from the Fair Warning album. Mean Street on Rock School. It almost talks the growl that he gets out of it. I've been doing this show with you for over six months. Nasty. And I've I've known you for about five years, and I've never seen you this giddy. Oh, I love this stuff. i got to tell you, I have heard these songs so much. I've even had my wife look at me and and just, I have a mistress, and it's a guy missing half of his tongue. It's uh, Eddie Van Halen lost it because of cancer. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I just love these guys to death. But. But. There came a time in 1982, I felt let down. I was let down by Van Halen. What in the I, world I rushed out. I rushed out to buy the album. I popped it on, and uh, I gotta tell you, yeah, I was I was upset. I really? was very very upset. I kind of shook my I kind of shook my head because I had seen it many times before. That you know you listen to Chicago and they're unbelievable, and then all of a sudden I don't know what happened. I think it was Peter Cetera that happened huh. to them, but then you listen to another band and. 
What happened? I want to hear about your big. I want to hear about your big letdown right after. Right after we come back, we got to take a break. But I'll come back. I'll tell you. I I hate to see you like this. It's it's killing me. It's hurting (laughs) me right here in the soul. We'll be back in just a minute on Rock School. Programming on KSLU is underwritten in part by Home Theater, etc. With football season in full swing, Home Theater, etc. offers a variety of big and flat screen televisions for you to enjoy watching your favorite team on. Brands such as Elite by Pioneer, Hitachi, Sharp, Toshiba, JVC, Mitsubishi, and many others. They also come in different sizes such as 50-inch, 62, and even 72-inch screens. Home Theater Etc. is located on the corner of Morris and Mooney across from Florida Parish's bank. The telephone number is area code 985-340-7777. KSOU. We're up to 1982 uh, with the show all about Van Halen, and next week, of course, will be about Van Halen as well because they just keep going. They keep changing lead singers and changing bass players but now. You're, but you're upset. I am. I really am because 1982 came around, and Van Halen shot into the studio, and all they had, because you got to remember, they were a band for years and years and years and were able to put out all of these albums because they had tons of material. They mm-hmm. had it all written before they uh, before they got, they got signed. Yeah. Well, now they're getting into the point where they got to start writing on the road and they have to start writing new stuff. Well, in order to uh, get some new music out, they went into the studio and covered Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman. Now, everybody knows how big of a hit that was. Yeah. And Warner Brothers said, okay, this is going to be a monster hit, so get in the studio and record. None of the band really wanted to do it. They were burnt. Okay. And they went in and they put the thing together and then David Lee Roth said, how about you just let me be in charge of this? And David Lee Roth believed that if you remake a song, you are already halfway to a hit. Mm -hmm. So this piece of not-so-good music came out. I just don't think Roy Orbison's song Pretty Woman by Van Halen's all that good. And then they did another song by the Kinks. And then they did Dancing in the Streets by Martha and the Vandells. Are you kidding me? There are three <laughs> guitar pieces on this album. And if you sit down and take all of the songs and you add them up, it's less than a half an hour of music total ah. on the album. The album's called Diver Down. I kind of felt let down by Van Halen. And it's one of those things that, you know... Guys, you get one more shot at me. I love you to death, but I'm not so happy. They did have two or three songs on there I liked. One was called The Full Bug. Mm kind of liked it. But then there was this one, The One Shining Star. They decided to do an old blues tune, and they did it the way it should have been done. Slow, instead of drumsticks, the brushes. And they brought in Eddie Van Halen's father. Jan Van Halen, and they gave him a clarinet, and they did it just like Louis Prima would have done it. If there was a shining moment on the Diver Down LP, this is it. Okay. Big Bad Bill is Sweet William Now on Rock School. Now. 
Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, I gotta love yeah. that. That's Jan Van Halen from Big Bedville, Sweet William Now. You sure love didn't it. look too disappointed just now. Oh, come on. Every every album's got to have one or two. You know what else happened at this point in time? For the, a short while, Van Halen held the record for the highest paid single appearance of any band. One million dollars. What? For 90 minutes at the 1983 Us Festival. I have it on tape. Wow. I actually have it. And what's really bad about it, the guy Steve Jobs, who actually put together the Us Festival, had to think it was terrible because David Lee Roth came out on stage and was so stinking drunk. He <laughs> couldn't even put together a decent show. I don't even watch it. He's so drunk that for like 20 minutes they stop the music and all he does is stand up there and go, We love you people! That's all he does. And it's, <laughs> it's really it really drives me nuts. Now, you think to yourself... Who would they want to kick out of the band first? Well, David Lee Roth's a jerk. You know, you want to kick out. No. They tried to kick Michael Anthony out first. Why? I don't know. I really wish I did. Billy Sheehan is a guy, he's a bassist. He plays for a group called Talus. Mm-hmm. Well, Talus broke up, and Eddie Van Halen approached him and said, Hey, we'll get rid of Michael Anthony if you'll come into the band. The problem is, Billy Sheehan said, No, uh-uh, I don't want to come into Van Halen. Uh-huh. We learned later why he didn't want to come into Van Halen. Why is Halen. that? Why is that? Why is he that? was already practicing in the basement of David Lee Roth's house with former Frank Zappa guitarist Steve Vai and former Maynard Ferguson drummer Greg Bissonette, which would, after the next album, oh. become the David Lee Roth band. That's right. But they did put out one more album, They Van Halen, and it was an absolute crowning achievement. It was the first album recorded at 5150 Studios, which was a renovated racquetball court in the back of Eddie Van Halen and Valerie Bertinelli's backyard. She had two racquetball courts in yeah. the backyard. Yeah. She left one of them to play racquetball. He took the other one, put all this new equipment in it, and called it 5150. Was Most people probably know 5150 is the police code for an escaped lunatic. <laughs> was this the album that on one of the tracks he revved? up his car right panama okay yeah a lot of people believe panama is a stripper it's not a lot of people believe panama is about the country it's not panama is the name of a race car okay so it's the song's about a race car and and such but we're not going to play panama one more pregunta Mm. michael michael anthony did he know that they were conspiring to get rid of him i would believe he did i would believe he did i don't understand that this is like the nicest guy i ever you, you wonder you wonder because from what I they, know, from what well, I've read, you wonder, you wonder. I, you know, I'd love to tell you, I'd love to tell you that 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 he's he is, but you wonder, you wonder. Hmm. I'm going to play something called "Girl Gone Bad" off of this, the 1984 album. It's their second album to go diamond. It's the first album to have a number one song jump uh-huh. off of it. Many hits, and for a while there, Van Halen just became the predominant hard rock video making band Mm -hmm. jump was a huge hit panama was a huge hit hot for teacher was a huge hit they were just putting them out yeah i I believe i've heard you say a couple of times that this was the album and and panama was the time when rock and roll was perfected right rock and roll was perfected in 1984 when van halen released panama everything previous to it was leading up to it everything past it was simply a pale imitation that's (laughs) the quote i've been around you that long a couple nasty things happened what Eddie Van Halen played with Michael Jackson without the group's permission. Okay. David Lee Roth started playing with a brass band and started putting out this little tiny EP, which had a hit that uh, he recover he covered uh, California Girls. Uh-huh. The band's starting to fall apart. Uh-oh. Their biggest album is starting to fall apart. We're going to finish today with Girl Gone Bad. Uh, I don't want to leave on such a downer. Starting next week. 
it all falls apart. And the group goes its separate way. But don't worry, it all gets together at the end. This is without a doubt Eddie Van Halen's best one take ever. One take. No overdubs, no retakes. They rolled tape one shot. From the 1984 album, Girl Gone Bad. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Chad P. Thank you, folks. We'll be back with the final section of the Van Halen Show next week. This is Rock School. Class is dismissed.